Hello everyone and welcome to Let's Talk About Public Code, a space where we talk to members of our community who are uh, actively using public code in their code bases. My name is Alba Roza and I'm one of the code base stewards uh, of the Foundation for Public Code. And as you can see, I'm not alone today. Hello, Jan. Hello, Alba. Yeah, Jan is uh, like me, also a code base steward. And uh, we have both uh, been uh, stewarding the signaling community. And today we're joined by Amy van Sommeren, who is one of our most recent users of the Signalum codebase. Shall we bring her on? Yeah, let's do that. Hello, Amy. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Yes. Well, my name is Amy van Sommeren. Um, I'm 31 years old and I live in Sechtogenbos. I currently work at the municipality Sechtogenbos since November 2018. I started out as operational business information manager, which basically means that I make sure that applications stay operational up to date. I also give users access to applications, creating manuals. I also report bugs to the suppliers. And since March, so last March, I'm also the product owner of Signale Sertogenbos. Yeah, as a product owner, I basically talk a lot with my key users to really get which problems they are facing and uh, what needs to be resolved of what can be improved in the Signale application. So I really do represent Sertogenbos. The intention is that Signale will be uh, used by many more municipalities and that all the product owners together will create a backlog and really prioritize the items on it and determine which features uh, will be developed. Yeah. All right. What is the Signale for our viewers who don't know it yet? Yes, Signal is an open source application and it's really about uh, people can create reports about the public space. So for example, a street light that doesn't work or pavement tile, which is loose, or maybe even a noise disturbance of your neighbors that have the music on very loud. So all these reports are going in Signal and that's really the application, yeah. Yeah, we're taking it for granted, but of course uh, it was born as a Dutch code base. But uh, we're looking for more people to join the community, of course. So that goes uh, without saying, I believe. Amy, you started working in Signalen when the replication in Schertogenbosch was happening. How do you recall that moment? Yes, I do remember it. The code base was really specified for Amsterdam, for the municipality Amsterdam, who has created Signale. And they provided Signale for Schertogenbosch. And therefore, the code needed to be generalized so that Sertogenbos, but also other municipalities uh, were able to use it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the logo of, of uh, municipality Amsterdam was very present. It had a lot of red colors, so the colors of the municipality. A lot of words and abbreviations were used in signalen. And it all needed to be changed because we as Sertogenbos, we do not want Amsterdam or the name in our package, really, on, in our application. So there was a lot of work because even URL, URLs, links that you mm -hmm. have, yeah. even those uh, had Amsterdam in it or SIA as Amsterdam would have called it, Signale Amsterdam. Yes, and it all needed to be changed. So that was a lot of work. But in the end, they have a package and every municipality can just put up their logo and the house style of a municipality is integrated. So uh, we have a lot of the color blue we use in our logo in our house style and Signale has that as well. Mm -hmm. So that's very good. Yeah. yeah right. Yes, good. 
Did you have any previous experience on collaborating in open source software before? No, I did not actually. I think that's also a bit of the policy we had as a municipality. The policy really is to take off-the-shelf products and applications that have already proven themselves in the market. So open source is not often one of the techniques used by suppliers. I don't know why exactly, but I think it's a money issue. <laughs> Maybe someone else can tell that. But um, yeah, it's uh, so I, I did not have a lot of experience with open source. I, I had a few of it and I did hear about it, of course, because yeah, you're in the IT side. But I did some research when we were going to use Signale and also uh, with a lot of techniques behind it, uh, Kubernetes and Dockers and containers, those things were all quite new to me. So I really had to do my research and um, try to get a really understanding of it. But I'm glad that we as municipality are stepping up and really with the help of the Foundation of Public Code, but also the VNG really created or help creating Signale. And I hope many other municipalities can work with it because I think the open source is quite an important part of uh, the sharing and the community. And as a municipality, it's, it's nice to really be able to create something that is of real use to, to us and that we have influence of what's going on and what is being developed. Just a little note for the non-Dutch audience, VNG is the Association of uh, Dutch Municipalities. I would like to ask you something, Amy, because you said that uh, you didn't have like a previous experience with open source. But if we take a look at Signalen, at the GitHub repo, you're very present there. You got very quickly adapted to the whole environment. So I was wondering... How was it for you to start working in the open? Uh, like all of a sudden getting used to a new environment, maybe you researched the several, I don't know, resources, you started the studying from there. I'm curious to know about that. Yes, I really had to get used to all the, to the openness really, because I did work with GitHub before. So I did have a lot of, uh, some experience with it, not as in depth as it is today, but it really was, yeah, it was really new. One thing that I really needed to learn, which I did wrong as well, is that literally everyone can see what you post up there. So I also post books, like problems we have, and I always try to put a screenshot to it <laughs> with yeah. the information. But sometimes it had my name or the name of a colleague or an email address. So yes, at first you don't really think about it, but you can't have that because it's out in the open. So you have to black it out. I had to take down all the pictures, change them, <laughs> upload them again. So those, those were things that I really needed to use, um, to get used to. Mm -hmm. And also um, the meetings we have are also public. So anyone can join and just listen. They don't have to participate, but just, they can just listen to the meeting. Yeah. Um, for example, the meeting that is with all the product owners. And sometimes there's just somebody joining without a name, without a camera on. So that's, yeah, it happened like once or twice which is just odd that like an anonymous person can just join and join in and listen, which is totally fine, but it's just strange because you're not used to it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and you never know who's going to, to listen, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's, yeah, it's just something you need to have to get used to, but that's, that's really, a, yeah. yeah. And was there something like if you hadn't working so much with open source before, like joining this open source project that differed from joining another 
new project if you implement another software in your municipality? Yes, a little bit. Like we started this project, we started with Signale as a market research for a different reporting system for public space. Yeah, an application that, yeah, for the application, <laughs> we started the market research. So the start of this project was basically like any other project. We had a project leader, we had a project group, a steering group, which, which makes the decisions really. So I don't think that was really different. It got different at the stage when we decided we wanted to implement a signale, but we had a list of wishes and demands that we were going to use to either tender a new application or for the development of signale. In the end, it became the development of signale. And what was really different is that signale did not have all the features that we wanted, and especially not what we as municipality Sertogenbos minimally needed. So our minimal viable product had still to be created. So the VGA has a development team and they really worked for months to, to create all the features for our minimal viable product of Signale. And that was very, very different because we don't usually help with the development, with the building of a new application, and mm -hmm. especially not in this rate, because every two weeks we would get a new version with new features and problems that were solved. And then we had to test them. We could give feedback. They were implemented immediately. So that was quite fast. It, it really was different. Um, I think for us, that was like the biggest difference from other projects. Yeah. And as a follow-up question from what uh, my colleague has asked you about, yeah, like the differences in between onboarding an open source project versus a traditional one, let's say, let's use the word traditional here. I'm curious to know, you were the first person that was onboarded in Schertogenbosch. Well, I mean, after the replication happened, I mean, did you miss something or, yeah, what would you like to see differently for, for a second person in, in the, concerning the onboarding? What things did you miss in that onboarding process for you? Yeah, the, the implementation, the onboarding, it really went smooth. Yeah. <laughs> so um, especially the implementation of Signale uh, within our municipality, it, was, it went really great. We did have a lot of preparation time. So I would suggest to anyone, just take your time preparing and guiding your users, training them. But then the implementation itself was just really great. Um, the things that we are still working on and that need improvements are the processes that are starting mm -hmm. up now. So I'm basically the first product owner <laughs> of the Signale Sertogenbos. And one of the first municipalities that's going to use Signale and there's like four or five that are going to join Signal as well. And then we can really start our processes because I'm still struggling to know if I have a book, where do I, um, who do I tell that I have a book or how do I create the ticket or on which backlog because Amsterdam has a backlog and VG has two different backlogs and there's a steering group backlog. So that makes it a bit complicated and we're still finding our way and I hope that with the other municipalities and the other product owners that we can really create a, mean, a community and that we find a pace or a process that really helps us getting all the new features and all the bugs and problems to the development team because we're struggling with that quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And going back to, I thought it was interesting. You said how you had your wish list and things being developed, like while you were implementing it. Do you see perhaps there might be a way for public sector to be more involved in innovation and development in this way? Yes, definitely. Yes, well, I have to say we did not start off with Signale very well, <laughs> so there was actually like um, a story behind it because um, uh, we were going to do a market research for a new application for the reports uh, about public space. So that's really what, what our starting point was. And it really came at the same time as the common ground vision. And at the same time that municipality Amsterdam was actually making Signale available to all the municipalities. So those two things really came at the same time. My client, so the one that provides me with the, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, yes, my client is so one of the departments, um, the department head, you could say it. Um, he steers me, he gives me um, opdrachten. I don't know in English. Assignments? Assignments, yes, thank you. Yes, he gives me assignments. So one of the assignments was, Amy, you go and do the market research with the product owner and all of the departments that are involved. So that's basically how we started. But some people had already seen Signale, they were very enthusiastic. But when I saw it, I really uh, was quite scared, actually. I was really like, oh my God, no, this is terrible. <laughs> because I'm also looking at the user experience. And um, Signale at that point, it was 2019, so that's a while back. But it was not very much. It was just a, a web form, an intelligent web form. It was great for reporters to use, but for the users, for the municipality sector, it was not what they would have wanted because there was not a lot of task handling in Signale at the time. So if we would have implemented right then in 2019, like people would cry and just never use it again. <laughs> so that was really in the back of my mind. Like I cannot sell this to my users and we really have to uh, do something about it. If it's going to be Signale, it really has to have certain functionalities that we need as municipality sector boss. And that's really what led to the whole list of wishes and demands, which listed out of two or 300 points. It was just ridiculous because it was either going to be used for a tender or for Signale. So when we kept it at the back of our minds, the project group who together we created this list, wanted that every point was there. So we were very, very careful to put everything on the list. And then we just tested it against Signale. So it has, this is a, an okay feature and this is a not okay feature it should be developed. So basically that's what we started off with. And that's really the story behind the enormous list of features that we really wanted or needed. Then as Signale was developed, we grow more fond of it. So we saw the development went very quickly. All the features that we wanted were implemented quite quickly. And we chose to have features that would uh, not only be for us as municipality sector and boss, but could be used for other municipalities as well. So there are differences between the Signale product in Amsterdam as well as in sector and boss. But some of the features you can just turn off and on and you can just decide as municipality if you want to use them or not. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, in Sertogenbos, we 
have a report and we really put it on a department and then on a handler. So someone who really takes the report and handles it and resolves the problem or gives an answer. But Amsterdam does not do that. They just appoint it, assign it to a department and that's it. So that's a feature you can put on or off, whether you're not want to put it, um, assign it to one employee. Yeah, so that, yeah, that was really, those differences aren't there, but I think Signale really works well with those features. You have really a lot of freedom as municipality, how you use the features, the configuration um, and what you do with it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I forgot the question, sorry. <laughs> you already answered it. drifted yeah, off yeah. topic. Uh. <laughs> I would like to ask you, going back to how present uh, in a positive way you are in GitHub, in Signalen. I would like to ask you something about it because based on our experience, I don't know if Jan agrees uh, with me on this one or not, but uh, project managers or product owners, they aren't usually in the front row in uh, of open source projects, at least publicly, right? Like the, the rest of us don't, don't see it maybe that much or in an environment like GitHub, for instance, right? But um, we usually find out that it's the development team, the one that it's more in contact with the daily issues of the repository. But in your case, we've seen that you are very present there. So yeah, we're wondering how natural that uh, journey came to you, or uh, do you still feel a bit weird writing the user stories in that format, or how do you no, feel no, about not it? not at all. Yes, I, uh, I have plenty of applications for which I'm the operational uh, business information manager. So I'm used to having some software suppliers or developers, they want their tickets a certain way. So sometimes you have an application for it, sometimes it's by mail, but there's almost always a template available. So for me, Signale just works with GitHub and that's their template. So for me, that wasn't very weird or that was easily, I could easily adjust to that. For me, the search was really more where do I place it because there are so many backlogs. <laughs> And how do I get it from point A to point B? And that's still a bit of a struggle, but it's just, it's just a way of handling things. It's just how it's done. GitHub, I think it has a lot of features for development teams. So I think that there's a lot of buttons and functionalities in there that I won't use, like the pulling requests and the merges and all that. So I see it, but <laughs> I don't use it. I'm also quite someone that just presses a lot of buttons just to see what happens. <laughs> that's how you learn. Experience. Yeah, that's how you learn. For example, there's um, Seattle documentation. It's created in Gitbook. And there you can just change a bit of the manual, the tree or the information that's put out there. So I did that. <laughs> and then I just pressed some buttons because it wasn't going live. So on the, the main page, uh, which was because of my authorizations, but well, I did not know that. So I was just pushing all the buttons and that was just a list of pulled and merges um, uh, requests. So I'm sorry, Felix, also <laughs> your colleague here for having to put up with me. <laughs> so yeah, I had to ask him to just delete all of those changes. And after my authorization was okay, I could just uh, upload everything, but that's, yeah, that's my struggle like pressing too many buttons and almost uh, <laughs> that's the way fine. to learn yeah. yeah yeah and i think that's also one of the great things with when when you're using something like git you can't really really destroy it it's just to revert it back to where it was before so you can try yeah, things it just, out 
yeah, it saves all the versions. And yeah. so, yeah, you can't really break anything, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> and you already told us a, a little bit about the open meetings. So you were the chair of the last product steering meetings. Can you tell us a little bit about those meetings and what the purpose of them are? Yes. So we have once a month, we have a product steering group. And that's basically for all the product owners of the municipalities that use Signale or wanting to use Signale. So they are involved in quite um, an early stage. So even when they're just considering, they can already attend the meetings and give inputs. Because we want to develop things that are interesting for all the municipalities. So me as product owner of Certo Humboldt, we work with Signale. So I have a pretty clear picture of what every feature does every functionality and uh, what's missing, I get that back from my key users as well. And then I create stories for the development teams, basically. For example, like a new notification feature so that you get a um, email or a push notification when there's a signal on your name, for example. But is that interesting for every municipality? I don't know, are other municipalities or other product owners waiting for that? So that's basically what we do in the meeting. We just discuss all the items. Well, not all of them, a selection of them. <laughs> and then I get the reaction, whether or not it's a good idea, whether or not we want it. There was one of municipality Amsterdam. They wanted a feature that allowed you to see the number of reports in the same area or done by the same reporter and that you will have like a little number you can click on it and you see all the uh, related uh, reports. So that's a feature municipality Amsterdam was going to build or they put it on the steering product steering group board for us to discuss. And I was very thrilled. We do a lot with data and we want to know everything. So we were quite excited, but there was another municipality. They were very hesitant. They said, it's a great feature, but maybe people, reporters would get like an advantage or a disadvantage if they regularly place reports that could be perceived positively or negatively and could maybe change the, the way people treat their reports. So they were a bit hesitant whether or not they would like this feature. And those really bring out discussions in the product steering meeting, uh, which is very interesting because I, I did not think about that. I had not thought about it at all. So it's very interesting to see the point of view of other people, other municipalities. And then basically it was decided um, to put it behind a feature flag. So that's mm -hmm. a configuration setting, whether or not you want to see something or use something in Signale. So mm -hmm. that really was a good result, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's also the kind of feature that, especially in a public sector organization, it plays another role than it would in a commercial one. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as a municipality, you have so much more influence in what's going to happen because you represent yourself. So your own users, your own municipality, your own features that you would like. So you have to be like, you, you really have to be able to argue with people, discuss things with people, but that's great. And I also see before, um, like there's a municipality that's almost starting with Signale. And they obviously have certain demands of their own, like we had as Certo Bos with the implementation. Um, so they have certain features that they want or need before going live. But those are very similar to what we have. So that's great to hear about it, 
maybe it's not on my top 10 in my list. Maybe it's on number 25 and then get just to the top. But you can see that every municipality really has the same needs or wants. Yeah, they might differ, but like in a general line, it's quite the same. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're much more in control of what you want and what you can develop. And that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With traditional application or traditional um, software suppliers, you, yeah, you are dependent on what their product owner thinks or what their roadmap is, or you have maybe a user meeting once a year and then you can tell them what you like and then get on the backlog in a gigantic list. You might never hear from it again. Um, <laughs> and this gives you so much more control really, yeah. And this, this group is still very small, but I think it will be larger. So that will bring its own uh, challenges. But so far, like it's really going great. I think we get a lot of input from people, a lot of new ideas. Yeah, so I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. Awesome. I would like to ask you another one, Amy. We've heard and we've read that uh, the Dutch government is strongly advocating in uh, towards the implementation of the, let's say, open and less uh, environment, right? So have you noticed any changes in your um, related to this measure in your work? No, not really, actually. I think it's a very new law from this year, maybe. So it's yep. quite new. Uh, we have, I did not have any projects yet that are related to it, but our municipality is very much into the common ground and there's a lot more applications being developed with common ground and also the open and less is something that they keep in mind when developing things. So I, I really haven't noticed much changes yet, uh, but I think, yeah, it will, will come at least this year. But municipalities are quite slow, really, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bit of a, a separate question from that. So how come you chose to work in the public sector in the first place? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I actually, it's when I started working, um, I did work at just a, um, a software development company, just a software supplier, and they actually make applications for municipalities. So that's how I really rolled in in this business. But it's also uh, for myself, for my myself personally, I do like the fact that I can uh, maybe indirectly, because I'm not doing directly... Uh, a lot, but um, indirectly, I can contribute to the to the wellness and the safety of the residents and the visitors in Sertogenbos. So because of signalen, yeah, you do get the chance to really do something for the city, for the municipality, and that's that's a bit of a something tangible, and that's really like a bonus in in my work. And it goes beyond that, really, because I don't know if you know, but we actually have two different web forms of signalen where residents or visitors can report a signal. We have one specifically for municipality Sertogenbos, but we also have one for the waste disposal department. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of services also for neighboring municipalities. So we have a separate mm -hmm. web form, which has also the location of the municipalities around us. So their residents are able to uh, choose a location and that signal also comes to us. So it's actually not only Sertogenbos anymore, but since Signale, 
it's also other municipalities that we can provide with a certain service. So I like that as well. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, that's think... very cool. It's yeah, it's about waste disposal, but it's still something that's that's important for the public space and yeah. For sure. That's what, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are pretty biased. <laughs> so we can have like a neutral opinion here, of course. But um if you ask us, we think uh, Signalen, of course, has a great perspective, great uh, horizon. We see something interesting there. But uh, I would like to ask you personally, Amy, what do you expect from Signalen? What would be your ideal scenario? Yes, for me, I would like to see it really flower. Like it has so much potential and we are just really at the start of it. I have a lot of ideas having being a operational business information manager, but also as product owner, I have a lot of ideas. I put them all in the backlog <laughs> as well, so that we can discuss this with other product owners. And I just I just love the fact that the development goes quite fast. Well, not at this point, because we're just working on the processing part, like how are we going to do things? But um, yes, the development part in general goes quite quickly. So everything that you want, is being developed yeah, rather quickly. You don't have to wait for the next release, which comes out in half a year. But because of this technique as well uh, behind it, yeah, two weeks or maybe four, like when bugs are being fixed, it goes quite fast. So I hope we can uh, maintain that pace. And I hope also that other municipalities are excited about Seyale, uh, that they see the potential it has. Also, we come a long way. so it has much more features in it, functionalities in it right now than when I first saw it in 2019. <laughs> so I think we are going really the right direction. And um, yes, I hope I can also make more municipalities enthusiastic about Signale. And also if I think about my the, the key users that I have that work with Signale daily, they are very uh, happy with it. It's responsive, so it works on the phone, on a tablet, on a laptop, and um, you can also uh, make the screen really big. We have a few people that have visual limitations, so they are very happy that it's responsive. They can zoom in, zoom out. So also those kind of features that you won't always get in um, like the traditional package, traditional applications, like there's features for that in Signale. So <laughs> what I experienced as well is, um, the number of users in our previous package was quite limited. And with Signale, I have like maybe double the amount of users because everyone thinks, oh, it's so easy to use. Uh, I want to have access to it. And I was, I just want to click around myself. So that was really funny as well. Something that really stood out for me personally, like mm -hmm. the amount of users I have now really increased just because it's so so easy to use really. So I hope that we can maintain that as well, that it keeps being a good product for our users. Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and continuing a little bit on, on a future question then. So, and a little bit of a seg to, to, the, to the ending of this show, who do you think we should have on an interview in the future on this podcast? Oh, yes. I've, I've thought about that, but, um, now you're asking me, I think I maybe mentioned it a bit before, like software suppliers, the traditional ones, they don't use open source very much. I don't quite understand why, but I'm 
quite curious about that. So it would maybe be nice to have a discussion with someone um, like a person or a company representative to ask them why are they not in favor of open source or what is their reason not to use it as much? I don't know if that might be, that's not a person, but <laughs> um, I think that will be an interesting discussion. And I'm very curious about their point of view because I never heard about open source. Of, well, I heard about open source, but I never really experienced it. And since Signala, I did experience it and I'm quite enthusiastic about it, really enthusiastic. It's just really easy and everyone can use it. I have to, I did have to get used about the openness, but um, yeah, I don't see any any big problems with that. So that's why I would have been, yeah, I would be curious to hear about that. I think it that, would be an interesting discussion. <laughs> that would be a yeah. great discussion, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also you're mentioning that it's a great solution. And I said before that, of course, we're biased, but yes. uh, I think as a, <laughs> I think as a sneak peek, we can also uh, mention that it's not only us or Dutch municipalities. We've also been talking to other, uh, a couple of other countries, like municipalities in other countries in Europe, and they are, in principle, very excited about signaling as well. So it's not uh, something that is happening in the Netherlands only. It's uh, something that more people is excited about. So that's something, something very, very cool. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And that's also a change for us because a lot of things are done in English. And we kind of went to Dutch because municipalities, yeah, we just yeah. We talk and write in Dutch. And now they're saying like, maybe we should do it, change it back to English because other municipalities, other countries are interested in as well. And it's all open. So, and maybe we should, we should try and do everything in English because then they can follow the progress of things on the backlog as well, the features that are going to come. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's something we have to keep in the back of our minds as well. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get much questions from the audience today, but Not this, time. this no. But this has been a very nice chat, but we'll have to wrap it up. Yeah, well, thank you all, especially you, Amy, for your time. It's been great talking to you again. And thank you for joining me today as well. Jan? Yeah, and, and thank you, Alba. And thank you, Eric, who's being backstage and uh, looking out for comments in the chat. And you can subscribe to the podcast in uh, podcast.publico.net. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you will get a little alert when the next one is planned. We'll be back if um, if things go as planned. We're, we'll, we're going to be back the 8th of the 8th of June. We already have the date and we already have a guest and uh, very excited about it, by the way. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon, the 8th of June, exactly. Yeah. So save the date. And if you want more interactive sessions and join in in the conversations, we also have the community calls on first Thursday of the month and the third Thursday on the month. And you can find it on our site, publico.net. That's it. Well, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye. bye.